this morning I'm just going to bring to you um, a message from Ezra chapter 2. You know, we know that God is always faithful and God always um, keep His word, keep His promises. And as even as we read the Bible, we, I mean, we, we read the stories of how so many times that Israelites, uh, you know, out of their foolishness, out of their stubbornness, out of their unbelief, uh, that they have been captured. And that many times they failed, that many times God came back and God rescued them, God restored them, and God bring them back to the promise that He has for them. And today, my title of my message is um, Let's March On. Let's March On. You know, two weeks ago, Pastor, not two weeks ago, I think three weeks ago, um, Pastor Anand shared with us from Ezra chapter 1. You know, he challenged us that we need to rise up to return and rebuild our walk with God in our purpose with God in our community and last week Elder Ho came and reminded us that we are the sons and daughters of God that we are on a journey a covenantal journey with a covenantal God and He is in the midst you know, Pastor and Elder Ho have the one thing is that, that God is stirring the hearts of His people and He's bringing us to that place where we would encounter Him as we pursue His purpose and His calling in our life. And so this morning, I have only two points to share. All right? So I'm just going to lead, read to you from Ezra, chapter 2. Alright, um, I'm not going to read the whole chapter because it's going to be like 70 verses. So I'm just going to read the first two and then 68 and 69. So verse 1, Ezra 2, it says here that, Now these are the people of the province who came up from the captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar king of the Babylon had taken captive to Babylon they returned to Jerusalem and Judah each to their own town verse 2 in a company with Zerubbabel Joshua Nehemiah Sariah Elijah Mordecai Bishan Mispah Bigvai, Rehum, and Bana, and the least of the men of the people of Israel. And then you can read the names and the list of the people from verse 3 all the way to 67. And now 68, it says, When they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the family gave freewill offerings towards the rebuilding of the house of God, and on his side, according to the ability they gave to the treasury of this work, 61,000 derricks of gold, 5,000 minas of silver, and 100 priestly 
garments. I only have two points, like I said, to share with you this morning. The one is that we march on with the providence of God. The second point is we march on with the right heart and the right mind. As we read just now in verse 1, it tells us that what the whole chapter is all about is about God restoring His people back into Jerusalem. And in verse 2, of course, it tells us about who are leading the way to Jerusalem. You know, marching on into God's promises and His purpose. We march on with the providence of God. If you were to read Ezra, everything that is necessary for them to return back to Jerusalem to build the temple are being provided. You know, God don't just, didn't just stir the heart of King Cyrus just to release his people. God also stir the heart of King Cyrus in a way where he provide everything that they needed to return to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. The Israelites march on back to their purpose, back to their promise with the providence of God. And at the same time, God didn't just stir the hearts of King Cyrus. He also stirred the hearts of his own people. You know, the name leads from verse 3 all the way to 67. They are not just names. You know, like how we go to camp, we have campus and we mark the attendance. These are the names of the people that responded to God's stirring. And when God stirred the hearts of His people that I want them to go back to that land that I have for them. I want them to go back to that promise, to that, to that place I have for them. These are the names recorded in the Bible saying that they responded to God. They responded to God. Well, the second point is that let us march on into His promise and purpose with the right heart and the right mind. And just now I read verse 68 to 69. And this is how the Israelites responded to God. Responding to God's faithfulness as He delivered them out of the Babylon. And when they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the families gave free will offering towards the rebuilding of the house of God on its site. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury. There's two words that I want to highlight here. The free will offering and according to their ability. You know, as they respond to God, as they answer to God and step out, pack their bag and begins to journey back to Jerusalem, 
somehow God changed their hearts. And as God changed their hearts, it resulted into their action. You know, even though King Cyrus provided everything that they needed, you know, before they leave, King Cyrus asked them to take us, the people that is in Babylon, to give them whatever they need for the journey back to Jerusalem and what they needed to rebuild the temple. But yet, but yet, their heads of the father's house, they begin to give free will offering according to their ability. They don't have to because everything has been provided by God, but yet still they choose to give that free will offering that's according to their ability. Why do I highlight that free will offering? Because when you say free will offering means it's something that you give freely. It's not something out of obligation. It's not something out of duty or something that, oh, he gives so I give. But no, it is out of the abundance of the heart they wants to give. And they give freely and according to their ability. According to their ability. Each of them, they give what they have. Their skills. I know in verse 68 and 69, it talks about gold and silver. But if you were to read on the name list, there is in verse 3 to 67, they are priests. They are the temple servants. Whatever the ability that they have, they gave. They gave. And they gave freely. And as they do that, and as they do that, as you read on to Ezra, great things were done. Great things were done. And you might be wondering, how, what is this, how is this going to apply to me today? What is this going to uh, reflect on today? You know, even as we I think it's um, even as we continue to respond to God. I believe that God has been stirring hearts of His children in returning, in rebuilding their walk with Him, in returning, in rebuilding their calling and their purpose and returning and rebuilding their community. You know, sometimes when God stirs in our hearts, it's, um, it's a very warm feeling, right? That uh, it feels good. But sometimes there requires actions from us. You know, this picture that I get, you know, many times when God stirs in our hearts, sometimes we, we hold on to God's promises, right? When God gives us a promise, we hold on to God's promises. And sometimes God holds on to us 
when we begins to feel weak and when we begins to be distracted in a way. But what picture that I get when I, when I, when I was preparing this message is that when, when, when God stirs in our hearts and we begin to respond to God, it is no longer that we're holding on God's wrist or, or God holding on our hand wrist, but it is a holding tight of the hand. And when, when, when we respond to God, that is where where, where, where God brings the alignment to our hearts. And when God brings the alignment to our heart, that is where our mind is where we begin to respond according to what His purpose is. We respond to according to the promise that He has. You know, faith without work is dead. We can be hearing from God and yet not doing anything about it. But I think today God wants to tell us that enough is enough in remembering my promise. Enough is enough in holding on to my promise. I think it's about time for us to march on into the promise, into the purpose that God that have for our lives and that God has for OIM. But sometimes things can look very impossible. I don't have enough time. They're so demanding in my work, in my college work, my family life. Or you might say, I'm in a mess. Maybe let, let me get back right with my walk first before I even respond to God. Or maybe you're saying that I'm dealing with a very difficult situation even right now. You won't understand, Rachel. But the thing is, if you read this story, if God can move the heart of the Babylonian's king to send the Israelite back to their promise, God can do wonders. God can do wonders. But the thing is, are we responding? Are we marching on? And as we respond and march on, we actually begin to step in and trusting Him of who He is. Let us march on, knowing that God will provide everything for us. And as we march on, let us march on with the right heart and the right mind. Like I said just now, the illustration the hand holding. It's no longer God dragging us into His purpose. It's no longer us dragging God into our plan. But as we hold hand like this with God, and we begin to align, and we begin to move according 
the direction that He has for us. So this morning, I just want to share a little story. Everybody likes story, right? A story of how, um, as I reflect that I see how God moves, as I march on into His purpose in my life, as I march on into the calling in my life. I think I've been serving in Philippines YWAM for a couple of years. And I think there was a point of time where God begins to stir my heart and call me back to Malaysia. My response to God was no. Not that I don't love Malaysia. But it's, it's that I have my plan. I'm dragging God into my plan. And as God begins to stir in my heart, even though I did not respond immediately, you know, there was a few things that happened that actually lead me to that place where God is pathing the way for me to come back to Malaysia. And as I, as I respond to Him, I say, fine, alright, I'll go. Fine, I'll go. And I realize that that I'm no longer God is no longer dragging me into his purpose, nor I dragging him into my plan. But we were journeying together. Journeying together to that purpose, to that promise that he has for my life. I think this morning, my M, we need to respond to the stirring of God in our hearts. When I came back here, I told God. God, I have nothing to give. I don't know what do I have. But the little things that I have is to be present. That is my little free will offering to God. And to according to my ability. In any way that I can serve, I serve. In any way that I can give, I give. 
Maybe perhaps this morning that you want to to think of what filial offering that you are want, that you are, that you want to bring before God. You know, God has been calling, it has been consistent since the first service in YM. God is calling us to rise up. God is calling us to return and rebuild. God is calling us back into His covenantal journey. And now, we need to march on. Now, that we need to march on. I just want to invite the worship team to come. I want them to to begin to minister to us even right now. Wherever you are right now, I just want you to close your hands. Uh, close your hands. Close your eyes. God is calling each one of you to rise up. God is calling each one of you to return and rebuild your walk with Him. God is calling you to rise up, return and rebuild the call that He has upon your life. And God has reminded us that He is a covenantal God, that He keep His word and He keep His promise. And now it's, it's you to respond. And this morning, like I said, enough is enough of remembering enough is enough of knowing but it is about time for us to march on to march on into his promise to march on into the calling he has upon us because he has provided everything that is needed he has provided everything that is needed and as we respond that he will align our hearts and our mind according to His will, according to His purposes.